The way of God is exactly opposite from the way of man. You will think something is right, but often God will change your mind when we belong to God, and we will see that that is not the way to go. The Holy Spirit of God produces the way of God as we live on this earth. The fruits produced by the Holy Spirit who lives in us are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Galatians 5, 23 When the Holy Spirit is leading us, that which he shows us to do will produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. If you have an idea which stirs you up to do evil, it is not the Spirit of God, even though sometimes it can seem good. It might stir you up to sedition, to rebel against the government, and you will think you are doing the right thing. But sedition is one of the works of the flesh. So much of what is wrong is caused by the way we view our role on this earth as Christians. There is a group in Dallas, Dallas Theological Seminary, which has set about to join with very powerful men, very rich men, to take over the government, to elect politicians who will do what they consider to be the will of God. The only problem is this world is not our kingdom. We follow God as individuals who are born again. But to make this world follow God is absolutely contrary from the Bible. For we know this world without God will do the opposite to the things of God. And if you try to go in and legislate the will of God on the world, you will have great hardship and trouble, and you will possibly be even swept away from God as you fight to make this world godly without the world being born again of God. And the whole world won't be born again of God. God's kingdom is not of this world. Jesus told us that in John 18. In John 18, verse 36, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I not be delivered unto the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from hence. 
The saints of God viewed themselves as being strangers and pilgrims upon this earth. They were just observers, waiting to be delivered from this present life when they belonged to God. Hebrews eleven thirteen through 17 These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly country. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Revelation 21 tells us of the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, that comes down from God, the holy city which is prepared for those of us who belong to God. And that's really what we're wanting. It's a place where it has only righteousness. Only the righteous are there. There is no fighting. Let's read Revelation 21 verses 1 through 5. For John had a vision of that which we desire. Verse 1. John says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. We won't have any pain in heaven because we won't have these physical bodies in heaven. We will have spiritual bodies created as God, as a spirit. Verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. We will not have these physical bodies in heaven. What happens when a person dies? 
The spirit leaves the flesh. The body without the spirit is dead. It is the spirit that is life. So when a person dies, that dead body is there without the spirit. The spirit has left the body. The spirit sleeps in Jesus when the person is of God. And when Jesus returns with the trump of God, with a shout, the dead will awaken from their sleep. But right now, the dead people are asleep in Jesus if they belong to God. But they will awaken. Now that's a spirit that is sleeping. They will awaken as a spirit. And those who are still alive when Jesus returns, they will be changed out of the flesh. And it is the spirit that will be taken into heaven to be with Jesus, not the fleshly body. For if the flesh was taken, it is subject to death, it's subject to physical pain, and it's subject to emotions. None of those things will be in heaven. In heaven, there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. It is the spirit that will be in heaven. We will have spiritual bodies. No longer fleshly bodies. Paul tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you start at approximately verse 48, you can read about that. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Each of us currently bear the image in the flesh of our ancestors, our father, our mother. In heaven, we will already be a spirit and we will bear the image of the heavenly and God is a spirit. So we will bear the image of God, which is not flesh. Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all die. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. From a fleshly body to a spiritual body. And it will happen in the twinkling of an eye. If you will blink your eye, 
That's how fast we will be changed from these fleshly bodies. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. One day God said to me, there will never be righteousness on this earth, no matter what you do. It's the new heavens and the new earth that you're looking for. That's the place wherein dwelleth righteousness. So we seek a better country, a heavenly country. We are calmly waiting here for the return of Jesus. As we wait, this is what Peter says to do. Verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that we may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. So as we wait, we who are born again, who once strived to have things of this earth, have put that away. And we have a new life as we wait for Jesus. And now we wait in peace and keep ourselves in peace, not allowing ourselves to be stirred up by men of this world, whose kingdom is this world. Our kingdom is not even this world. If you were to take a trip to France, excluding the people who live in France, let's say that we in the United States who are Christians take a trip to France. We sit there and we might observe their government, but we don't try to overthrow their government. It's not our kingdom. Neither do we try to overthrow the government of the United States, as some try to do through political thinking. Because it's not our kingdom. Our kingdom is not visible yet. When this heaven and earth are dissolved, we will be taken to our kingdom, the new heaven, the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. If you are in politics, you're trying to make this earth a better place, and you are believing that your party is the one that will make it a better place, 
and you fight and you struggle to make it a better place. You are going in a way that's not of God. For our kingdom is not of this earth. Now, many church people are involved in politics. And the one thing that politics does is cause you to believe that your party is right, your way is right, and the other party is wrong. Often, you hate the other party or the politician. It stirs up the flesh toward hatred. And yet we are told in the Bible to pray for the kings and those in authority. How can you pray for that person in authority when you hate that person? So the works of the flesh are such things as hatred and sedition. And Paul says they who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. There are literally hundreds of thousands of people who call themselves Christians who just go in the exact opposite way from the way of God, thinking that they will be in heaven. Yet Paul said they who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So don't be deceived. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and Galatians chapter 5. We will look at Galatians chapter 5, the way of the flesh versus the way of the spirit. It's exactly opposite. Start at verse 19, Galatians 5 verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And Paul says, walk in the Spirit, in the ways of the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Jesus made himself of no reputation. Have you ever focused on making yourself of no reputation? I spent several weeks with that scripture in Philippians chapter 2. Jesus made himself of no reputation. He didn't go about trying to impress other humans. We have most likely done that. 
try to impress other people with our clothing, our appearance, our speech, our achievements, our degrees. I spent probably a month focusing on Philippians 2, making myself of no reputation. Philippians chapter 2, start at verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Obeying God. Wherefore God hath also exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The flesh of man will exalt himself. The Spirit of God will exalt God. It's exactly opposite. Walk in the Spirit, doing the things told you by the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.